Hi, hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi, how's it going? I'm pretty good, Kate. How are you? I'm good. I'm conscious of not shouting. That's good. (laughs) Guys, how much better did we sound last week? It was great. I don't care what you say. It sounded better and I know it. It was so much less painful to edit. Good, I'm glad. So, how have you been since we last spoke? Um, good. I saw Spider-Man. Oh, very good. I have not. It was really good. Yeah? I'm not going to do a full review on it, because no one wants to hear that. I mean, you can do. Uh, I probably won't see it, so I don't mind. It was really good. I really liked it. Do you know what I think was proof that I really did enjoy it, was that I didn't hate Zendaya throughout it. I thought her character had, um, blossomed a lot more. Blossomed's the right word. Yeah. Sure. Um... And I really liked her character by the end of the movie. I think that's because in the first movie, her character really was very redundant. Okay. And her character really meant nothing. So, yeah. So it's actually really good. It's interesting to see how... So, yeah, I didn't hate Zendaya, which is great. Because her... Yeah, because I really don't like her in any movies. Okay. Um, But, yeah, no, I really liked her. Her character definitely had more to do and was more important to the story, which I really enjoyed. The progression of the Spider-Man story with Tony Stark was really good. Obviously, this is spoiler-ish free but like if you haven't seen Endgame there's only so much <laughs> if you haven't seen it at this stage you were never planning on seeing yeah. it yeah so there's a really good progression with that story oh I was gonna say something else about Spider-Man and I can't remember what it was oh yeah apart from like taking away from the Spider-Man story because I won't ruin that but they talk a lot about how people dealt with the snap and oh they call it something they they called it like the flash or the blip oh I think they call it the blip I think that's what it was known as within the world and it's really interesting because people who got blipped came back the same age, but people who didn't get blipped got older by five years. I watched a TV show that was like that. I'll tell you about it after. <laughs> it was very strange. People went on a plane. Their plane took years, literal years. Wow. They stayed the same age. That's strange. Yeah. That's it's weird. very weird. Anyway, so that's like that's interesting because there's people who were blipped at 16 and came back at 16 yeah but there's people who were blipped at 16 and came back as 21 that's so weird i know right hmm. so it's quite interesting especially because yeah. they're in a school as well and there's this joke that like they um even though they were blipped the school year made them start all over again even though they'd already done, done their midterms and they're all annoyed about it and stuff so yeah i thought it was good i thought that was clever there it's very encompassing of the story which obviously it has to be but yeah i really liked it i thought it was a really good movie it didn't drag really at any stage yeah but yeah i'd recommend you go see it it's it's quite a good part of the mcu in all fairness i wouldn't say it's like if i like, you know the way there's some movies like you have to see yeah. it for the mcu to make sense i wouldn't say it is one of those but i think it was definitely good like i really enjoyed it and the after credit scenes are all great okay cool oh and if you are going to see it stay until the very very end okay because there is one fair i don't think that's a spoiler i think that's just a sit your ass in your seat and wait i don't know i just spider-man's not my fave no i know but he's my fave i know tom holland's so, bay I tom mean, holland's only a day older than me oh that's good that's my fun fact there you go yeah if brett wants to go see it i mean i'll go but he also doesn't particularly like Spider-Man. Care for Spider-Man, so just, we'll see. He's great. He's so funny and witty and charming. He's just your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Get up to anything Disney? Um, I got my Disney tattoo finished off. Oh, yes. So, um, about just over a month ago, I got a tattoo of the skeleton dance which is one of the silly symphonies shorts from the 20s it's actually from 1929 and the only reason i know that is because this year is the 90th anniversary of it wow did you know last year was the 90th anniversary of mickey mouse funnily enough kate i did know that wow i think there was a party about it stop it so yeah myself and brethany spent our saturday doing that he got a wally and eve tattoo which is beautiful Wally. so i will i'll post some pictures of both of them when they look a bit less gunky and weird delightful but yeah got them done by girl her instagram handle is dinky ink kate also has a rather lovely piece by her her tangled tattoo yeah go check her out she does i would argue probably the best disney tattoos that you'll find in dublin everyone's entitled to their own opinions but that's just mine 
Yeah, that's what I. That was about the only Disney thing I did. It I was... think. I think seeing Spider Man was the only Disney thing I did. Yeah. Apart from no, that was it. Well, there you go. Ah, sure look. Yeah. Actually, no. I popped into the Disney store. Oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, the sale is rubbish. It's the arse end of the sale. But no, but there's just like that's what I'm saying. Like, but the whole if any of you go into the Disney store on Grafton Street, it's the first year they've put the sale in the basement. Oh. So this all of sale is in the basement, and none of the regular basement stuff is in the basement anymore. It's on ground floor. I find that so weird. It's the bargain basement. I just I find that so strange yeah, because, I know. like, again, tales from the crypt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when the basement was being added into the Disney store, like there were these certain fixtures that were put in, and these certain walls that were put in that were only supposed to house certain product. And it's like a couple of years since that. And that's just like totally gone out the window. Like those black panels were only ever supposed to have Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, I know. Like that's, I, like I remember when Star Wars was at a lull because there was no, it was just at a lull and like Marvel was the next big thing. Yeah. And so the majority of the product we had was Marvel and it was a whole thing of, oh, we don't know where we're going to put this. And it was, oh, put them on the black walls. And I was like, wait, I thought they were only for Star Wars. And they were like, I don't care. Yeah. And then it went from, you can't have certain franchises in the basement to, we'll put whatever's down there. And now it's... Sale. Sale. Which is a mix of everything. Yeah. And then all of the weird. Marvel, the Star Wars. So Where they, is all that? Is that on ground floor? On ground floor, yeah. That's so weird. It is. Yeah, it's strange. So it's just... Tony Stark and Captain America just chilling in amongst the sale. Sale, yeah. But I mean, like they, um, they, they rechanged how they merchandise a while ago because they started mixing franchises. So instead yeah. of merging by franchise, they merged they merged by product. So they were like, "Here's your toys, here's your bags, here's your arts and crafts." Weird. I know it made it very difficult when someone said, hi, I'm looking for your Beauty and the Beast stuff. And you went, well, here's the dress. And then let's walk for 30 seconds. And here's your mug. And then let's walk for 30 seconds. And yeah. here's the toy. So it made it a bit difficult for that. But I, I guess they know what they're doing. But yeah, so if you go in, there really isn't much. That basement has had some... Do you remember when I had a pinball machine? Yeah. Then the pinball machine broke. Oh, Do you remember when I had pinball... Disney Infinity? Yeah. Bless the pinball machine though. That I think the pinball machine was a really good idea. They just did not realize what they were getting themselves into. Yeah. Because when it broke and the specialist came over, he was like, you shouldn't have this. Yeah. He was like, this is like a vintage thing that needs love and care. And we were there lifting it up to get the ball that kept getting stuck. Yeah. And he was like, no, stop that. So yeah. the pinball machine was a great idea. It just got way too much use and not enough maintenance. And Disney Infinity was just a mess waiting to happen. Yeah, because we had the we had a PlayStation Three in a was it PlayStation Three or PlayStation Four? I don't know, but it was in a cage. It was in a cage, and then but the controllers were the wireless controllers, but people wouldn't plug them in, and then people would plug them in. They put them down arseways, and the wires would break, and then they couldn't yeah. charge. And then a person stole one, and then, aye, aye, what a mess. And Nightmare. Disney Infinity isn't a game that you just pick up. It's a story game. Yeah. Like, you build up your story. So having it to demo made no sense, because no. people were like, how do I play? And we were like, you can't really. Here, drive around in this car. Bless them. And then they just gave up and got Tony Stark. Yeah, pretty much. And then Cap went away for a while because he got broke. His shield fell off, which meant his whole ar- arm fell off. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went to the Disney store as well. That was oh, it. That's good. Yeah. There's some unnecessary information that no one needed to know about the basement in the Disney store on Grafton Street, but here we are. Hey. We're here to provide <laughs> useless Disney information. That is what we are here for. But anyways, enough about that. We should probably get on to the news. So our first piece of news is about the Le Rendezvous Gourmand, which is the, I'm probably saying that wrong, which is the quote unquote food festival that is happening down by Ratatouille. Baby food and wine. Baby food and wine. Oh my God. That's so cute. Down by Ratatouille in Walt Disney Studios. So we've had some confirmations of, are these all the chalets or some of the chalets? I think these are all the chalets. Amazing. So I don't good, think they'd fit many more than... No, I don't think so either. So these are the confirmations of all the chalets that are going to be there. So just to begin with, it runs from July 10th to October 13th. Which means we get to go. Yay. So we're just going to have a quick 
quick run through of the chalets and we're gonna point out some of our hot we'll, hits we'll pick our one thing from each that we want to try amazing so first off we have a booth that basically sells eclairs um i'd quite like the pistachio one you i'm really intrigued by there's one that's just in english it's basically translated to religious style yeah that might be a translation issue but i'm really intrigued as to what this is then the next booth is wine tons of wine and also to nibble so there's a couple of two nibbles so there's like a cheese cone and sausage cone and stuff i wouldn't mind a cheese cone to be honest and then there's loads of wine but no cider no there's some champagne wee wee any interest there a cheese cone, I guess, because I can't have a sausage cone, which this is true. sounds ridiculous. And I don't fancy cured ham either. Oh, I love cured ham. They're, all the cones are a, uh, a fiver. I wonder if they're like the cozy cone cones. Oh, how exciting. Or uh, like, because you know the way sometimes you get things in a bread cone Yeah, in the States? Yeah. And then other times you literally just get like a little paper cone that Wait. has food in it. I, do you know what? It's probably It's that. probably a paper cone. Yeah, let's be real. It's still in Paris. How much is it? Uh, fiver? The... Mm, yeah, it's probably just paper cone. <laughs> And then up is the vegan kitchen. I'm so excited. Which is a bunch of vegan stuff. Oh, iced tea. I can eat so much here. Yeah, there's loads of stuff on this. And it's all fairly... Everything's between three and six euro. Yeah. Which, I mean, they're all going to be, like, small size. They're not going to be massive portions. But it'll it'll be nice. Any interest? I wouldn't mind the dal. I really like dal. What's dal? It's kind of like a curry. Oh, interesting. It's got, like, lentils and stuff in it. Oh, with the pink lentils and Indian spices. Yeah, Lovely. Um, I'd quite like to try the falafels because I never tried them when we went to Marvel season. I wonder if they're the same ones. They probably are. (laughs) Probably. Um, And then there's more wine and there's iced tea and pomegranate juice. I would be very interested in trying the pomegranate juice. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then we have a Belgium booth, which is just called Belgique. Belgique. Uh, Belgique, Belgique. Now, I have to say, just the French, the fries, mm. that's a very, uh, not dangerous game to play, but the fries in Belgium are very notorious for being Belgian fries. What are Belgian fries? They're just, they're, they're fries, but the, in Belgium they do them in cones or they do them in little things and that you can get them on like street corners and stuff. Okay. They're like, oh, whoops. They're like very notorious with Belgium. So okay and so i think it's one of those things where it's like oh if you don't do it right it's kind of like it's kind of not really like if you get poutine outside of canada okay but it's not right that's kind of my idea of it i never would have associated fries with belgium yeah it's like a it's like a big when i was there it was like a big thing well it is a big thing but i like that one of the waffles has nutella on it not even like belgian chocolate lol nutella (laughs) Just the bog standard Disneyland Paris Nutella. Yes, yeah, so there's a bunch of different stuff on that. There's waffles. Yeah, obviously, like the two the two most notorious things with Belgium are fries and waffles. So there you go. That's what's in there. Then you've got region of Britannia, which is just crepes. All, all your crepes. <laughs> oh, look, the cider. Yeah, there's also, I got this at the Christmas when they were here at the Christmas time. I don't know. <laughs> I got this at the Christmas. At the Christmas. <laughs> and they had a goat's cheese crepe with honey, nuts and rocket. And oh, it was so yeah. nice. I think I tried some. It was glorious. So was I'm nice. a thousand percent getting that. Seven quid. Totally yeah, worth it. Yeah, I was about to say they are seven quid. But I think you could easily have that as like lunch. Oh yeah. It was so filling. Oh yeah. That was great. That with little cider. Beautiful. Then we have an Italian booth. Ooh. It's got like pizza and tiramisu panna cotta Ooh, love tiramisu and more wine any interest tiramisu a slice of pizza for six euro mm. that seems expensive yes yeah, so that's italy then we have spain which they have paella gazpacho tortilla things nutella churros i just want the churros oh churros are good and then more wine there was a lot of wine here what's france known for kate <laughs> wine and smelly cheese so there is sandwiches another sausage another sausage cone see mad for those sausage cones blueberry fromage blanc what's fromage blanc white cheese oh so blueberry white cheese i'd be intrigued by a walnut tart Mm, yes me too and more wine Mm. and then we have grease and there's pastries grapes (laughs) yeah three euro for grapes seemingly 
I'm very interested by that because a whole thing of grapes in the supermarket is like two quid. I love <laughs> the the French way of discussing grapes is fresh raisins. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're raisins, raisins fresh. <laughs> Fresh raisins. <laughs> um, there's moussaka, Greek salad, loads of stuff. I actually don't want anything from here. What are you laughing at? Fresh raisins. <laughs> <laughs> and then our last one is Leontil, which I also think I'm saying wrong, which I also didn't know what it was. So I had to, I had to Google where this was. And it's like a little island off the coast of like in the, like the Mexican Gulf. Cool. It's so random. So we've got Caribbean chicken, Colombo. Uh, cod fritters, Creole black pudding. There's loads of coconut flan. I'm very excited for coconut flan and a pineapple cake. I like that it's called gato zanana. Or ananas, which is French for pineapple. Other things that are really interesting here is mango nectar, guava nectar, and passion fruit nectar that are all four euro each. And I'm very interested by those. It's just noted that all of these foods have their tax included. So don't worry about that. That's all the little chateaus available, yeah. which are very exciting. Yeah. Honestly, there is nothing from that last one because I don't really like pineapple and I'm not the massivist, the massivist, I'm not the biggest fan of coconut either. So, and then there's no veggie option. So I'm like, meh. I'd be very interested. It was the coconut flan, wasn't it? I'd be very interested to try it, to be honest. So yeah, that's it for Le Rendezvous Gourmand. We're definitely going to be hitting this up when we go. Yes. So we will be posting on our Insta and we will definitely be in our trip report when we come back. I, I'm talking about this, guys. We're not going until... October four days (laughs) but it will definitely be on this when we go absolutely and tying into this as well parisian mini in her little pink outfit that is absolutely adorable is going to be over in place remy from wednesday which is when the festival kicks off so i can only assume she's there as part of it i want to meet her she's so not sassy but she's so like yes fashion go she's so it's also it's kind of weird seeing mini with her whole arm out oh is it real because you never really see normally she has like a little cap sleeve yeah a little poor little jacket yeah but like no this is this is her whole arm wow so yeah it's it's there proof Mm. conspiracy unconfirmed i can (laughs) only assume she's going to be over in that little spot beside bistro chez remy where you could meet remy and emile (laughs) at different times during the year so yeah go check her out she is adorable you used to be able to meet her in this outfit in the art of animation building but they are currently turning that into the frozen show whatever that ends up being i'm moving on so keeping it within the walt disney studios yeah no biz like showbiz has been extended extended until september 1st i really hope they just decide to keep this yeah there's a lot of extensions here i'm like when do you just decide that people love this let's keep this yeah like when do you decide that it's just gonna be a thing yeah i don't know but it looks so fun and I just, I would really like to see it. So I hope that they do just kind of keep this indefinitely because I would really appreciate that. It really just looks like a thing where there's no English. So I'm also kind of like, mm, no, will I, de- I understand? I've definitely seen clips of... In English? Yeah. Wow. Where they, like parts of it are in English. Not a lot of it, but parts of it for sure. So that's everything from Disneyland Paris. And it was all studios news, which is very strange. <sighs> that's because it, it will eventually be the Superior Park. Anyways, moving over to uh, the American counterparts, we have had some announcements for DCA, so their Marvel lineup. It doesn't give a specific end date for this, but I think it's just for the next foreseeable future until they change it again. You can meet Spider-Man in his new outfit from Far From Home. Um, And along with Spidey, you can meet Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and the Dora Milaje, which I have definitely butchered, but here we are. The Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America. (laughs) I really would, I really wish DLP got Black Panther. I would love to meet Black Panther. They had Black Panther at some stage, I'm making that up. I mean, they had the big statue. No, I know, yeah. I don't think they ever had a... I don't even think in the shows they did. They there was not? there was one in the indoor show that we didn't like. Yes, that was he was it. just stood in the middle of the ground for a while, and he was like for people to come over and attack him. God, such a stupid show. <laughs> so yeah, if you are going to be over in California, head into DCA, meet some superheroes, have a great time. And keeping with stateside, if we pop over to Walt Disney World, there is a new design layout for uh, the outside of the buses. They're so cute. So it's titled The Sensational Six are rolling out on Disney transportation. 
I like, Excellent day. I like that they've changed it from the Fab Five to the Sensational Six. Yeah, it, it sounds way better. Like, not that the Fab Five didn't sound better, but I like that they've included a better S word to make it six, which is good. Yeah. So, this month, Walt Disney World buses are taking on a new look adorned with the Sensational Six, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto. It just all looks a bit fun. And as if boarding a colourful bus worthy of selfie... Oh, oh. Sorry, I just read that as what they were saying, but now I realise how great that sentence was. As if boarding a colourful bus worthy of a selfie isn't enough. Like, look at Disney being like, take selfies with our buses. That's what they want. <laughs> they want they want buses to become the new walls. Yeah. You will also enjoy refreshed interiors that include brand new blue seats and laminate floors. Ew. Some Walt Disney World buses will also have USB charging ports conveniently located between seats throughout so you can stay in touch with family and friends and keep your cameras ready to capture every minute of your dream vacation. Damn. Amazing. Have fun. Look at Disney World up in their game. Good job, lads. Now everyone can be king of the bus. King of the bus. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's it. They they look really cute. They're all colour themed to their characters as well. So it looks like they're wearing their outfits, but on the bus. They're a big improvement. From on, what they were. Yeah. They were just bland, boring yeah. buses. So they're super cute. I think they've kind of realised how much people really enjoy the minivans. And uh, yeah, true. Yeah, fair. They're just kind of updating it a little bit. Considering it's, it's something that people don't... I mean, it's included in your resort fee, but... You don't it's pay not, for it. Yeah, it's yeah. not something that people pay extra for. So it's cute that they've actually, they're spending the money to do it. There's not a whole lot of things that Disney do that they don't charge you extra for. Yeah, and so. I like that they've revamped the insides and given USB chargers as well. Because the the, yeah. the bus rides can be kind of longish, can't they? I think the longest one is if you're going from, say, like Animal Kingdom Lodge to Magic. I think that's maybe about 20 minutes. Yeah, but that's still enough to like stick your phone in if it's a bit low. So, yeah. that, so that's nice. It's good. Well done, Disney. Yes. Speaking of Disney World, Disney Parks blog uh, posted at the end of last week about the Google Street View little hidden Easter eggs that are dotted around in Toy Story Land. I love that they did this. Like, it's just, it's the most Pixar thing. I mean, it's been around for a long time, in all fairness. This is new news. If you're on Reddit or anything, this was put out the day of the google street view becoming a thing yeah but it's it is it's very enjoyable it's super cute well worth having a look even if you just have a look at the post that disney parks blog posted so there's a guy wearing sid's t-shirt there's a girl playing miguel's guitar there's a mom giving her kid the pizza planet truck there's an a1 a113 t-shirt there's the blue and red umbrellas. Which is my favourite. It's my favourite short ever. I love it so much. It's so cute. <laughs> there's a B&L logo. There's Finding Nemo. There is so much stuff in throughout this. Go give it a look. It's, again, I just love that Disney planned this out for the point of, oh, Google are coming in today to do this. Let's post loads of Easter eggs. Yeah, no, it's cute. It's friggin' adorable. Highly enjoy. Yes. And then moving off of parks, because that's all the park news we have for this week. And moving on to theatrical productions. The, yeah, I know, right? Look at me and my words. Um, The teaser trailer for the live action Mulan dropped yesterday, which would have been Sunday, the 7th of July. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So the live action trailer dropped and it looks pretty hot. I, as we all know. I am like the queen of hating on the live actions. (laughs) I don't enjoy them. I think all of them are vastly unnecessary. And I really wish Disney would just stop. However, Mulan is the first time I've seen a trailer for one of these live action remakes that I've actually been like, do you know what? I really want to go see this. And I think it's because it's so vastly different to the animated one. It doesn't feel like your stereotypical disney princess movie musical type thing it just kind of seems like here's the story yeah which i'm super excited about i also think it's really interesting because one my overall opinion of all live actions from now on is they shouldn't be made and there's no need for them to be made i agree as well as this oh no i lost my other point in my head and i can't remember what it is oh i remember it now i also hate this because there's no mushu in it it's been replaced by some bird or cricket or something 
which I despise because I love Minshew. He's hilarious. But, oh, thirdly, there's no music from Mulan in it. Like, there's no songs. They're just using the instrumental versions as, like, background music, basically. Yeah. My initial thought of that is, you cop out, you're messing it up. But then, you think, and you're like, actually, maybe you're making the movie something completely different from what the animation was, which kind of makes it better that you're making it, because... You're not just carbon copying it like Beauty and the Beast and like Dumbo. And like, maybe Dumbo was different. I didn't watch Dumbo, so I don't know. I actually don't remember the original story of Dumbo. What other live actions have there been? Jungle Book. That was the same. Oh God, that was exactly the same. And it was worse. I really didn't like the live action Jungle Book. That's the thing. Like, I think Disney need to move away from just, here's the exact same story, the exact same songs, the exact same flow of the movie all the exact same characters and if they do really want to retell stories in different ways using different technology and stuff that's fine but have it completely different that's why i like this because it's not just here's a movie that we made 20 years ago we're just gonna and we're gonna do it all over again yeah like no that's no absolutely not so i'm actually really interested to see mulan arguably mulan is also the best princess because she saved china so (laughs) good woman yourself (laughs) so like i am very interested because if you guys watch the tear trailer it is not not necessarily dark but it's very much like it's very serious mulan's badass oh yeah like there's not like oh mulan oh save mulan no don't go to war oh this is awful it looks like mulan's like i'm going to war and i'm fighting yeah like it looks it looks pretty good to be honest and the costuming in it looks amazing oh i love good costuming so and good. detail so good also do you know what i'm sorry the last thing about the trailer i'm really excited sooner i'm really excited to see the choreographed fights yeah because a good choreographed fight in a movie is fantastic pretty sweet and you know it's a good fight because it doesn't look choreographed yeah so i'm very excited to see how well they do i agree is it john wick with mulan who knows and then last but not least, staying on the theme of Disney princess live actions, it was announced at the end of last week that Halle Bailey, and I always want to say Halle, Halle Berry, but no, time. she's like 60 or 55 or something. She's definitely not 60. <laughs> she's 50 something. Is she? Yeah. She not look it. She's looking well. Um, but either way, Halle Bailey was announced that she will be cast in the role of Ariel for the Little Mermaid live action and the internet lost its goddamn mind. Oh yeah, it was a hullabaloo and a half. Why won't you tell me how old Halle Berry is? She's 52! Is she? Yeah, she's definitely not 60. 50, okay, I was close to a 55. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Either way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the internet lost its goddamn mind. And honestly, it was kind of a bit gross. With the stuff that was coming out about her? Yeah. There's been Facebook groups made up about how ariel shouldn't be a person of color yeah and there's been like hashtags going around like hashtag not my ariel and one i think and i know i had went on (laughs) this is such a difficult topic to talk about because it's not a thing we should have to talk about no it's not and like i've seen a lot of people say well oh well you wouldn't cast tiana as a white girl or you wouldn't cast pocahontas as a white girl and stuff like that and you wouldn't but that's also because their ethnicity is vital to their story like mulan for example being chinese is vital to her story that's the whole premise of her story (laughs) like if a white male came and saved china that wouldn't make any sense (laughs) no much like with pocahontas her being native american is vital to her story much like with tiana her being a woman of color and the kind of juxtaposition between her life versus lottie's life being a blonde white girl with a rich dad like that is the whole premise of the story the color of ariel's skin is nothing to do with her story her being a mermaid is vital to her story but the colour of her skin is not. Even the colour of her hair isn't important to the story. Now, I understand the colour of her hair means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. And it was a big thing at the time and it was a big thing to kids of the time. And it has become notorious with Ariel that she has this yeah amazing red hair. But again, 
wigs exist lads yeah but also if you bring it down to the bones like her hair could be any color true it doesn't affect her story not that it's she should have not that it's wrong that she has red hair yeah but it's not vital to her story no i agree and i just i don't know and again it kind of comes back to my whole thing of disney do not need to be making these because at the end of the day a lot of these characters are characters that as particularly our generation clung to as kids and everyone has that one character that is kind of the be all and end all it's their disney character and i get that for a lot of people ariel was that and ariel still is that i completely understand that and i know particularly for a lot of red-headed kids ariel was the be all and end all i 100% understand that but that doesn't that doesn't mean that your ariel that you grew up with is suddenly gone banished never to be seen again it's just it's giving different kids a different ariel that they can look up to and that they can identify with because i mean my favorite princess growing up was pocahontas and i loved pocahontas and i loved how in tune she was with animals and stuff like that but I look bloody nothing like Pocahontas and I never will look at like <laughs> Pocahontas. So that doesn't make a difference to me. It never, it didn't yeah. mean that I liked her any less. If anything, the character that I looked the most like was probably Belle because she has brown hair and is pale. <laughs> but I never cared for Belle, Belle you know what yeah. I mean? It's just, I don't know. I feel like people, there is far more, there are far more bigger things in the world that people should be worrying themselves about than yeah, I agree. losing their goddamn mind about a, absolutely amazingly talented girl being cast in a role by people much higher up than her yeah. in the chain in disney to do a role that she auditioned for and very fairly got yeah that's what that's what i think the overall standing of this argument is is that disney don't take decisions lightly no so they've obviously chosen her for this role for a reason my guess is that she's a badass singer. Have you not her heard her? Voice is amazing. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. they're like, okay, she's amazing. You need to listen. No, exactly. Like, I'm. I'm guessing that the main point. Not obviously. I don't know what they do at casting, but I'd say how amazing she is at singing. Yeah, heavily was placed on. And it should be. Exactly, because Ariel's songs are so strong. Exactly. And they have to be sung with so much emotion that they obviously just fell in love with her as Ariel. And we don't know how the casting went. Like, you haven't seen her yet. She might portray Ariel exactly as you thought she would. Yeah. And the colour of her skin shouldn't matter No, in and- that, in the slightest. No, and like I've I've watched videos of her singing because I I'll hand on her I had never heard of her before it was announced. No, neither did I. But she sounds like a Disney princess. Yeah. Like she sings like your stereotypical Disney princess. That Disney princess kind of voice type thing. And like to be honest, she doesn't sound miles away from Jodie Benson. No, she really doesn't. No. So yeah, I again I don't. As I keep saying, I don't care for the live action movies, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, but like the overall thing from here is that this movie shouldn't be made flat out. Yeah. Disney should be putting their money into something a lot more creative. Yeah. Like we, out of curiosity, popped up a poll on our Instagram stories and we're asking, were people sick of the live actions? Do they love the live actions? I think three people said that they liked the live actions. I think the overall split was 87% of people said, I'm over them. Can they stop? And then 13% said, no, I like them. So, yeah, so. It says it all, really. Either way, I don't like Ariel at all. <laughs> so I don't care who plays her. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, no, obviously we don't really care. So that's pretty much it. On a last note on that, I saw a post on Reddit that said, let's stop all the fuss and just cast Keanu Reeves as Ariel. <laughs> I was like, yes, imagine Keanu Reeves as Ariel. Yeah, so that's everything about the live actions and our points on Halle Bailey. And then finally, at the end of the news, before we jump into Guest Star Tuesday, we do have some unfortunate Disney news that I'm sure everyone is aware of. That unfortunately, on the 7th of July, Cameron Boyce passed away. For any of you who don't know, which you all do, Cameron Boyce played Carlos in Descendants 3. He was also in the, I'm going to say, Disney Channel hit TV show because it was Jesse, which had a massive run. He was in that movie as well. And he's also done monumental things for charity. 
with Disney and without. Um, it was extremely unfortunate that he passed away. He was only 20 years old, which is way too young to leave us. He did unfortunately pass due to an underlying health condition. The, I believe the family statement stated it was a seizure. And then other people said it was because of the medication he was on. And other people said it was because of the seizure. Either way, there was a massive speculation that it was an overdose, but it definitely wasn't. It was definitely natural causes, which is extremely upsetting. It is definitely a massive blow to the entire Disney family as a whole. Everyone around the world was extremely upset. There wasn't a bad thing mentioned about him. Everyone had good things to say. Uh, It's definitely a blow to just Descendants in general because Descendants is such an iconic movie trilogy, I suppose, because the third one's due out later this year for a certain demographic of children. So it's definitely a blow to a trilogy that was so strong for Disney and had such an impact on a lot of children. So our thoughts are 100% with his family and it brings us no joy at all in letting you know that, unfortunately, he's left us. From the north to the south, from the east to the west, lost boys, lost girls, you all know you're the best. Hit the streets, it's your day, turn it up, now's your chance, it's time to get up on your feet and dance. So before moving on to... Our main bit of the pod today, there's only one thing left to do. And what's that, Kate? Well, you know what today is. Today's Tuesday, Kate. And what does that mean? There's that music. You know what it means. It's Invisible Producer Breath. And he's here to tell you all about Guest Star Tuesday. And who is the guest star this week? Well, have we got a guest star for you? That's right. A single guest star. One one guest star, and this week it was the Cheshire Cat. Yep. The Cheshire Cat. From Alice in Wonderland. Which was a film. Hey guys, so do you remember last week when we said we hit a thousand followers on Instagram? Woo woo woo! And we promised we'd have a giveaway. Woo woo! Well today's not giveaway time so all you need to do is head over to our instagram at mickey waffles pod make sure you're following us there is a picture that says giveaway on it it's real easy to find yeah it stands out a lot yeah give it a like tag your disney bestie and you'll be entered in if you are listening to the podcast though all you need to do is send us a dm that says the word pumpkin that says the word pumpkin excellent and we'll give you a sneaky little extra entry yeah just for listening because we appreciate it thanks guys um this uh giveaway is also open worldwide so if you are listening in the u.s or any country that's not ireland feel free to enter we'll ship it to wherever as long as you have an address we'll send it oh wow yeah (laughs) fair so last week we started our new series where we go through each of the lands in Disneyland paris give you an overview do some ride reviews, all that good shenaniganery. And we started off with Adventureland, as picked by you lovely folk over on Instagram. And then there's only really two rides in Adventureland. So yeah. popped up a poll. Do people want to hear about Pirates of the Caribbean first? Or did they want to hear about Indiana Jones first? And drum roll, please. Shockingly enough, most people picked Pirates of the Caribbean. It was Pirates 1 with an, a whopping 82% majority. Wow. I mean, who doesn't like Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, man, I just... Fills, surely. It's a great ride. It's my favourite. It's not my favourite. It's <laughs> one of like, my yeah, favourites. I was like, no, it's not. It's definitely <laughs> in my top three, though. Yeah, no, it's a very it's a very good one, yeah, to be fair. I love it. So, I went onto the Disneyland Paris website. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to take their exact description of Pirates of the Caribbean. So, if ye be seeking adventure... Take off on a treacherous voyage to the 17th century when rowdy rogues ruled seaport towns along the Spanish main under the watchful eye of Jolly Roger. Navigate your way through the haunted realms of Dead Man's Cove and Hurricane Lagoon before dropping anchor amid an explosive battle between a foggy Caribbean force and a striking 12-gun galleon. 
Looters and buccaneers sing a song of jubilation as flames engulf a nearby seaside city. And those unlucky enough to get locked up attempt to lure a confused canine within reach to nab the dungeon keys he has in his mouth. Dead man tells no tales indeed. Ooh. Ah! <laughs> so, we'll go through some of the, I suppose, we'll dot some of the I's, cross some of the T's, and then we'll give our thoughts on Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. As regards for, like, height, age restrictions, there's no height restrictions with Pirates of the Caribbean. There's no, I would say, no size restrictions either. If you're a larger person, you will be very comfortable on Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it's, there's lots there's of no, rooms. There's no seatbelts. There's no restraints. There's no lap bars. Despite what Manuel might tell you, there is definitely no seatbelts. <laughs> Lol, Manuel. We love you. <laughs> it's suitable for all ages. There is a photo pass for photo- Photopass. There's a photopass photographer. The photopass photographer sits in the front row and they face oh you. <laughs> there is a photopass picture which we'll be taking during the ride. It's during the second drop, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> and Kate's going to give you a bit of a rundown of the accessibility of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, so it's a pretty long list, but I think it's important that we just make sure that we include everybody because Disneyland Paris didn't. Pretty much, and it's all about accessibility. So, wheelchair users must transfer into the attraction vehicle alone or with assistance, depending on whether they need it or not. Mm-hmm. They must also be accompanied by at least one able-bodied person aged 15 or over, and by able-bodied they mean with no disabilities whatsoever. Um, it is also suitable for guests who have difficulty standing, i.e. if they need a walking frame or anything like that. Um, authorization to ride the attraction depends on the type of limb atrophy. atrophy you have there's a full list um available in city hall donald desk studio services and the central reservations office this i wouldn't have known what they meant until we saw that man on big thunder because there on our last trip there was an older gentleman who had something wrong with his hip and they went through the accessible queue in big thunder and that was fine but when he sat down in the ride vehicle he couldn't move the lower half of his body straight because of his hip and because of this it was unsafe for him to ride so even though there was all that he was still unsafe to ride and I have a feeling it would be the same on pirates I think it's to do with making sure that you're sitting with your back up against the board and making sure that your two feet can touch the ground ground or like you know what I mean like obviously small kids they can't but you know what I mean like everything's like that uh, it's just in case of emergency or so that you don't fall out over the edge because there are stuff there are two drops and we'll get onto that but it's also suitable for guests with um, learning disabilities autism behavioral disorders or mental health disorders as long as of course you feel you're able for it if you aren't good in the dark or if you have someone with you who is not good in dark spaces then probably not if any doubts always ask the cast member if you've any specific requirements for anyone in your party because obviously there's nothing worse than getting on a ride and realizing it's not suitable for who you're with it is suitable for visually impaired guests and suitable for blind guests but they must be accompanied by an able-bodied adult again aged over 15 or over one thing that isn't on the list is if it's suitable for hearing impaired or deaf guests which obviously i presume it is like I don't see why a ride wouldn't be accessible to a deaf guest. But the delightful Sinead rang DLP. <laughs> I just, because I knew, because Kate is a sign language interpreter, I knew it not being there. I was like, oh, Kate's probably going to know why. Yes. I kind of want to know why. So I rang. And I rang DLP. I got through to a lovely American girl. I can't remember her name. And I basically was just like, hi, I'm planning to go to Disneyland Paris with a deaf person. Do you, <laughs> it doesn't say on your website, but would Pirates of the Caribbean be suitable? And she was like, yes, of course. She just kind of said, yeah, they can take in the surroundings and all the visuals and everything like that. One thing that she did say, which I thought was actually quite nice. She was like, well, they might not be able to hear everything that's going on. I would recommend that if you are bringing someone that either has a hearing disability, disability can't hear at all whatever i don't know as a hearing disability i don't know <laughs> if you're going with someone that can't hear or maybe just can't hear very well sit them over at the side she was like they'll feel the water splashing up against them and they'll be able to get the smells and stuff better so whilst they might not be able to use their hearing sense they can use their other senses to enjoy the ride more and i was like Do you know what that's real cute yeah that's really good like uh, as i said before i don't see why a deaf guest wouldn't be able to go on any ride it was just from an interest point of view with like 
do you think they would enjoy the ride as much yeah. as a fully able-bodied guest? I, I just, I find it weird. They list so many other things yeah. that I don't know why they wouldn't just put something on about being deaf. Yeah, or like, you know? Yeah. Strange. Just from the deaf aspect, I'm very interested to see where it goes with certain other rides. Like? That have certain other things. I'll talk about them now. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. But yeah, so that is the list of all the accessibility requirements for Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a pretty broad one in general. It is like, it's very accessible. Like it's a very accessible ride, which is great. So unlike Disney World, ECVs aren't a major thing in Disneyland Paris. No. So there isn't as big of an issue within the uh, accessibility list about ECVs. ECVs aren't actually even mentioned at all on the accessibility list. No. So if you are in an ECV for any reason, uh, definitely check with the cast member at the top of the queue. I know that loads of people... It's kind of like a funny joke in my head. A lot of guests try and bring their buggies in the queue for parts of the Caribbean. And cast members are always like, no, 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 no. Take your buggy out, please. There is stroller parking outside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wheelchairs are allowed in the queue, obviously, because you have to transfer from your wheelchair. Plus you go in through the exit. Oh, yeah, you do. You're right. So you don't have to go through the whole meandering port. Um, Yeah, so we're just giving you the information that's on the DLP website. If in doubt, always check with the cast member because things are subject to change. But it's good that Pirates, as it is an extremely enjoyable ride, is accessible to pretty much everyone. Yeah, but yeah, as I found out, if you're confused or concerned or just curious, just Ring up, ring up to cast nas. They're more than maybe they're bored sometimes. Do you think maybe they're bored? They're more than welcome. They're more than welcome. They're more than welcome, they're more than welcome to give me a great response. Do you know that? <laughs> they're more than happy to help you figure out whatever questions, weird questions you might have. Did you ask her about dietary requirements for anyone who's gluten intolerant? No, because I felt like she was just going to tell me about the weird meals. Oh yeah, we so don't want this. But yeah, so that's kind of everything to do with the. I suppose, T's and C's of it, shall we say. With regards to the history, so Disneyland Paris obviously does not have the original Pirates of the Caribbean by any means. What? The original Pirates of the Caribbean was opened in California, in Disneyland California in 1967. It was the last ride that was overseen by Walt. Aww, that's it, special. It opened three months after he died. Oh, which is man, real sad that is sad that means it was ready to go well at least he saw it and he probably got to go on a couple yeah times. he did yeah I like to think that he did yeah originally though he didn't envision it as a boat ride he envisioned it as a walk through wax museum and you know what Walt whoever steered you away from that fair play to them because they were a good captain because as nice as the animatronics are I don't think that would have been very interesting. No, I don't like. There is nothing I enjoy more than just kind of going into pirates. It's nice, it's cold, splishy splash, sitting on, enjoying a little boat ride. Yeah, it's good. Once you're not surrounded by rude people, but still. Hey. So as I've mentioned, Pirates of the Caribbean is a classic Disney dark ride. It brings you through a story. It tells you about all these different characters and their lives and stuff like that but it is also a boat ride which I love Disney boat rides they're good they're relaxing the smell of chlorine is delightful there is something so weirdly satisfying about the smell of Pirates of the Caribbean it's like Disney chlorine it's dirty special it's dirty water that smells clean yo oh just what you want you know what I mean though like (laughs) oh it's, it's it's equal parts gross but great the amount of kids I see their hands what? The amount of kids I see sticking their hands in yeah. the water. No, you don't I'm like, it. don't do that. Yeah, that's gross. Ew, that's nasty. Mm. Fun thing that we found out on our last trip. Well, not found out. We realised on our last yeah, trip. Yeah, we were sat on the boat. So was it me that asked or did you ask? We were stuck on Small World. <laughs> and did I say... I can't remember Mandy what it was. familiar. Oh, I think maybe that was it. <laughs> so, Small World and Pirates have the exact... From what we can tell, anyways the exact same boats. Yeah, we're pretty sure they are the exact same because I remember as soon as we had that conversation on Small World, we went on Pirates and I was like, these are the same. <laughs> it's, the, it's the little padding bits at the back. Oh, the I know what it was. I think it was we were on Small World and I was like, I think the tops of these boats are lower than oh, the yeah. top of the boats on Pirates of the Caribbean, but they're not. I'm pretty sure they're the exact same yeah. boats, just painted different colours. Very different. Obviously. <laughs> Very different. 
So there are six rows in each boat, and from what I was told on the interwebs, you can fit between 23 and 24 people on a boat. Please don't do that. Me and Kate experienced that, and we nearly drowned. Yeah, so obviously because it is a boat ride on water, and there are two drops, one of which is a, quite a hefty drop, the heavier your boat, the more splash there's going to be, because physics so when we went on our last trip we went on pirates a good few times but one of the times we went it the boat was definitely filled to capacity yeah we were wedged into the front row with two other people and normally normally you, you. yeah normally you get two people in the front row but there was four of us and tell you what it was we, snug we were all knee to knee i'll tell you that much <laughs> we got to know each other real well <laughs> but it meant that when we for lack of better words splashed down the amount of water that chucked up on us. I've never gotten so wet on Pirates of the Caribbean. Even because when you go, when you first go, when you get dragged up the first hill and then there's the teeny tiny little baby drop, I was bloody sopping. I was sopping. You were at the edge, weren't you? Yeah. My shoes were soaked, my bag was soaked, my arse was soaked. (laughs) There was nothing left. Um, so yeah, but if you are lucky, and it does happen a lot in Disneyland Paris, that Paris of the Caribbean gets pretty empty, and another time that we went, a couple was sat in front of us, and they got a whole boat to themselves. I'd love a VIP boat on Pirates. I think if you went at a quiet time, it'd be very easy. Also, do you know what I'm just after realising? Top tip for Pirates of the Caribbean, especially on in Disneyland Paris, never been to the ones in the States, so I can't comment. But when you get down to the queue area, the queue splits into two, it goes into left and right. Always go to the left. Always go to the left. Oh, if it's open. When it comes to the, if it's at the start of the day, I think, and when it comes to the end of the evening, the left side is closed. Or the right side is closed. Either. There's only one side open. But if both turnstiles are open, keep on walking and go down the left. Because humans naturally turn to the right. And then we'll naturally just follow the crowd. That and people are lemmings. That true. But if the turnstiles are open, go for it. Because you can zip down all the way. And if you get in there before a cast member goes, use both sides, please use both sides. Then you can like skip a good 50 people. And that's not exaggerating because after reading that 24 people fit in a boat... It's only two boats worth of people. And it's quite a fast loading ride. So you can easily skip 50 to 75 people by moving to the left. Yeah. I also saw a fun thing where seemingly at any given time there can be up to 50 boats. Stop it. When you think about it though, they go like that. I just didn't think there was that many. Well, speaking of things that we didn't realise, Pirates of the Caribbean, it's 10 minutes Lads, long. This blew my mind. 10 minutes. That just proves how enjoyable the ride is. Never realised. I thought it was like max five. 10, ten minutes is such a long time. It's actually... So- that means you'd only go on the ride six times and you'd be there an hour. And that's not even taking into account queuing? No. And that's only six times. So in an hour you could do the ride in five times. That's mad. But... It seems like none. So Disneyland Paris doesn't actually have the longest Pirates of the Caribbean. The, Pirate, the longest Pirates of the Caribbean goes to Disneyland California, which is a whopping 15 minutes long. Like, what? A quarter of an hour. That's just insane. But yeah, it does It does just go to show the quality of the ride and the quality of the storytelling and stuff like that because I never in a million years would have guessed that it was 10 minutes long. Sorry, I was going to do some calculations and I can't remember what calculations I was going to do, but now calculations. I Calculations? Yeah, so 50 times 24. That's 1,200 people in the attraction at any one time it's if they have up to 50 people... Up to 50 boats. It's a people eater. 1,200 people. It's a people. That's insane. Madness. I'm just thinking of the emergencies. Like, that's so many people in one attraction. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm lost for words. I'm so gobsacked. Mind blown. Another thing that we also didn't know until we looked it up is that the railway goes through it. I should have known this because I've done the Disneyland Railway. Do you remember doing Do you remember seeing it? I think I remember being like, huh, it's pirates. (laughs) But I don't think it actually like registered in my head because there was so much else going on. Um, Yeah, because, yeah, I've never been on the railway, so I didn't know this. But also from looking at ride throughs on YouTube, we think it's when you're looking at Captain Jack on all of his coinage. If you look the other way yeah left the train goes by that way yeah 
we don't know if you'd actually be able to see it from the boat because you are very high up and sort of like over yeah i think so i don't know if you would be able to see it, it would be clever if you couldn't obviously because that's amazing imagineering yeah but that's so interesting that yeah. the train goes through an attraction parts of the caribbean is just a one for there's a restaurant it's a ride and it's a choo-choo for the choo-choo train and it's occasionally a character meet and greet as well wow and yeah. it can hold up to 1200 guests at any one time i do love parts of the caribbean it's great also massive fact that everyone else probably knew pirates of the caribbean is the only ride where the ride came first before this the movie well no yeah haunted mansion we're not counting haunted mansion haunt there's a haunted mansion ride and it came before the haunted mansion movie we're not counting that <laughs> and we you know we're not i don't care what kind of face you make <laughs> um yeah and pirates of the caribbean is also the biggest uh franchise for disney ever with like six movies or something really yeah dead man tells and tales was like number six oh you mean like number of movies yeah oh. not no god not, no not, not highest grossing quality no or quality no just like the amount of movies yeah it's the largest one original disney has ever had just going back to the tales of the crypt thing i remember when i first started in disney and when <laughs> when we used to when we used to hold on to sale so it would just be whatever was left would get boxed up and kept oh, yeah, for the next one. Yeah. But like this was from like years ago and they still had these Captain Jack Sparrow costumes mm-hmm. that were from when the store first opened. Wow. And they would get wheeled out every time. They were like a fiver, but they were so <laughs> awful that nobody would buy them. That's sad. And it became, do you remember? It's yeah. like that other character that Johnny Depp played called Tonto. And we had, they brought out costumes for that and they were there for bloody ages until we had only a couple left and then they didn't sell on the sale and it was when we were getting rid of it on the sale. There's always one character that you feel like, well, obviously, obviously not now because I don't work in the store anymore, but there was always one character where you just felt like you were never going to see the end of them. Oh yeah. That they just sent you like 500 units and they were like 40 quid and you're like, no one's going to buy this piece of plastic. And then they eventually got reduced to three euro. The Monsters University plush. I wasn't there for that. Oh my God. It was, they decided to make a plush for every single (laughs) character that ever appeared in Monsters University. And they were all real expensive. And then we had, when I say we had boxes, we had thousands of them. They made all the people from hiss they made all they made all of the teachers like millions we had so many of them (laughs) and then literally it got to that stage in sale where it was manager marked down and we marked everything down to 50 cent Mm -hmm. and people were buying baskets yeah it doesn't sheer baskets of them they went in a day were you in the store when miles of tomorrow was a thing no so when, oh, I think I was, but I don't think I cared. When it miles, <laughs> that's a good sign. That's a fair. That's a fair thing. So I, I just want to point that those two things that stick out for me are the Good Dinosaur, oh, which yeah, <laughs> lovely movie, but the product was awful. It was completely aimed at the wrong age group. Yeah, and that went into sale straight in at seventy percent off. And Miles from Tomorrow or Tomorrowland, if you're in America, was also straight into sale 70 percent, and we had so much of it that we made a miles from tomorrow sale wall in the first six panel wall as soon as you got in the door and everything was immediately 70 percent off and it took us weeks to get oh. rid of it it's like when they bring out the live action stuff and it's expensive and nobody wants it and... yeah but anyways we digress sorry that was complete woo back to parts of the caribbean yeah so that's kind of i suppose all the backgroundy information about Pirates of the Caribbean. What's your thoughts on Pirates of the Caribbean, Kate? I didn't think... No. I didn't know I loved Pirates of the Caribbean as much as I did until you enlightened me on how great of a ride it was. Because I didn't know... I knew I enjoyed the ride. Yeah. But it wasn't until you put out, like, it's a dark ride. It's a boat ride. It's got two drops in it. It's got a drop that's, like, scary enough for a kid to go, oh my god, but enough for an adult to enjoy it. It's got Photopass on it, which... The photos are pretty good. It's got a good story. You can understand it if you don't speak French. You can understand it if you don't speak language at all. Like, there's no need to understand. Like, there's no need to be able to hear what's happening. It's just a great ride. I really enjoy it. It's a great, obviously, 10 minutes. 
excuse me, sorry, it's a good 10 minutes to sit down. I think it's a really good ride to bring people who've never been on it before. It's good crack for everybody. It's just a great ride. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I I remember, I think I was watching The Diz ages ago and they do like a question thing at the end of their shows where they kind of like throw it out to the team and it's like, what do you think is the most quintessential Disney ride? Like if someone said to you, describe Disney to me in one ride, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. It is audio animatronics. It is a dark ride. It's a story ride. It's a boat ride. You can fit lots of people on it. It's a little bit thrilling, but it's also just really enjoyable. There's great music in it. There's a great story in it. I I absolutely adore Pirates of the Caribbean. It is 100% one of my favorite rides. It's not my favorite, but it's very, it's a very, very probably close second because it just, it brings me such joy. Yeah, I really like it as well. And I'm very excited to bring everyone on it when we go in October. I'm kind of almost tempted to, like, obviously it'll depend on the wait time, but I'd almost like to bring everyone on it first. Oh. As kind of a, because like there's people that either haven't been to Disney since they were kids or there's Nathan that's never been at all. So I feel like it's kind of a good, like, this will set the tone. Because like when I brought Breckney on it, now besides the fact that I told them that there were no drops and that it was just a lovely boat ride and there, surely there'd be lap bars if there were drops and it's really not at me pretty liar <laughs> <laughs> I mean if someone's not going to get too mad at you for doing that absolutely do that yeah. because that is real funny because when they don't think there's a drop and then there's a drop it's gas I remember when we were on and a woman was freaking out and she was like is there a drop is there a drop is there a drop and we were like we did that with Amy didn't we we told her there wasn't a drop yeah yeah but also was there another woman on it that was freaking out and we told her it was just like small world and then but then she like really wasn't having a good time we were like there's two drops kind of i think so yeah that sounds like something we do (laughs) we were like we'll have our fun but oh jesus christ okay calm down also top tip for pirates of the caribbean please don't film it don't have your flash on don't have your flash on and don't sit in the front row with your phone out and film it because i will tell you to put your phone away because you're ruining the experience for everyone else like and it's i think everything to do with actual pirates pirates of the caribbean itself i like i even like the queue i think the queue is quite cool i the cast members that all work there i've never had a bad cast member on pirates of the caribbean they're always absolutely great they're always so joyful yeah because they have such a fun ride they've such a fun attraction that they can kind of work with you know what i mean they're not out in the heat. They're not out in the cold, depending yeah. on the time of year. They've got cool costumes. It's guests on Pirates of the Caribbean that I can't stand. It's the people that talk the whole way through it. It's the people that record the whole thing really obnoxiously. So that, like, because you can record a ride and not have it impact everyone else's experience of it. And you'll have people who will have their flash on so they can try see stuff. Funnily enough, it's called a dark ride for a reason. Put your flash away. But the worst is the people, like, this happened to me and Kate, was it at Christmas? When there was a woman that was sitting in front of us. The Spanish lady. She was taking pictures with her flash on of her daughters or whatever on the ride. So not pictures of the ride. She was taking pictures of people on the ride. And they were sitting at the very front of the boat. They were ruining everyone else's experience. And then she was also recording and I told her to put her phone away. Like... It just... I was like, sorry, can you put that away? You're ruining it for everyone else. But it's like, whatever video you're going to be able to take on your phone with the flash on is never going to be great. No. There are people that do this for a living. That yeah, make... Who, who have permission from Disney to do it. That make high quality videos that don't... Imp- that are like skilled enough that they don't impact other people's rides. Go do... Go watch that. Yeah. Go do that. Don't film your own on your crappy phone, your crappy flash. That you're never going to watch again. You're never going to watch. It's the same with people who record fireworks. Like, like I'm all for, now in all fairness, it's going to sound really stupid, but I'm all for your quick, one, like, whatever, how long an Instagram video is on your story. Quick one of those, boom, put your phone away back in your pocket. You don't need to record no. all the fireworks. Because you're never going to watch it again. No. A quick little, oh my god look I'm at Disney at the fireworks super cute super fine obviously share your experiences make people jealous because who cares make people jealous you're at Disneyland but you do not need to record all the fireworks show you do not need to record all of Pirates of the Caribbean agreed but yeah I I adore Pirates of the Caribbean like I yeah I don't think there's anything more that I can say no we're just going to keep repeating ourselves 
if you've never been on Pirates of the Caribbean, go on Pirates of the Caribbean. If you've got little children, bring them as well. It's a really good time. Yeah. It's a ride full of history, close to Walt Disney himself. And it's, yeah, just do it. It's a no-brainer. It's fantastic. 100% recommend. Also, my other just possible, sorry, just cut in there. If it's ever over 35 minutes. Oh, don't wait. Don't wait. Just wait for the line to go down because the line will go down. Just wait it out. So yeah, that is Pirates of the Caribbean. And next week we're going to go through Indiana Jones. And the Temple of Peril. Let's do some research on that because we've both only been on it once. Where is it? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And again, don't forget to check out our Instagram at Mickey Waffles Pod. We have a sneaky little giveaway going on. Just saying. Also, as always, this this podcast podcast is not sponsored. So if you'd like to share it with your friends or anyone really, uh, please share our podcast because we love hearing from you guys when you've told your friends about it and they really start enjoying it as well because that makes us really happy yeah so yeah thanks for listening guys and we'll chat to you next week good morning